Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Don't forget, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff that you do to podcast. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday from 3 to 7 on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. I would appreciate that as well. Not in the best of moods today, after what we've been watching happening in Israel over the past couple of days. Um... I did notice one thing right off the bat. It seems like the smoke hadn't even cleared from the attacks by Hamas in Israel before all of a sudden people were calling for peace. We must have restraint, they said. We must have a restrained response. We, there should be no retaliation, no revenge. This is what these people were saying. And like I said, the blood hadn't even dried on the streets yet. Notice the difference between that and what they say in Russia. Nobody is calling for peace with Russia and Ukraine, are they? Nobody's calling for Ukrainian restraint, are they? No, of course not. They are calling for Israel to show restraint. And even more than that, even more than that, they're actually wondering about Israel's culpability in these attacks by Hamas and ultimately Hezbollah and Iran, who we just gave $6 billion to, by the way. Andrea Mitchell, just the other day, just just a couple days ago, wondered what Israel did to deserve this. What was their role in this attack? Andrea Mitchell interviewed a mother whose child was kidnapped today. Funny how she didn't bring that up in the interview. Uh, I, we now have the, the mother back on, back on with us. Uh, we were going to ask you about what you were saying to your boys. You were trying to keep them calm. Tell us about yeah, that Yeah, I was on the phone to them and then trying to, trying to calm them down, saying, you know, the military is going to get there and uh, they're safe and they're in their home. This is what we always tell them. And then at approximately half a say, they started hearing voices of the door breaking. Um, they were with me on the phone and I asked them to be quiet, to stay quiet. They were in the safe room, which is uh, a bedroom of the eldest, uh, who's 16, as I said. Uh, and about 10 minutes later, I could hear people speaking in Arabic outside their door. And they broke in, and the last thing I heard was the youngest, who's 12, saying to them, I'm too young, don't take me. And that was it. That was the last time I heard from them. Why, Andrea Mitchell, I, I think that would have been an, a, a wonderful opportunity for you to ask that grieving mother who was on the phone with her child, listening to her children be kidnapped. Why, why didn't you ask her at that time, Andrea Mitchell, hey, you know, what did you, uh, you guys do to deserve this? Hey, what, what, did your, what did your young child do to deserve this? How can you use this as a learning opportunity on how, better, uh, on how to be a better person? Notice she did not do that. No, she waits until she's with all of her, uh, her, her media counterparts to bring up ridiculous BS talking points like that. Really, really gutless, Andrea Mitchell. It really is. But now what we're really and truly seeing it's always there. It's always there. It's kind of seething under, under the, uh, the surface. But we are really and truly seeing exactly how the mainstream media, 
how academia and how a lot of people America in America actually feel about the Jewish people. Unbelievable. Do you know how many members, how many different organizations of Black Lives Matter just yesterday and today tweeted out and put up banners and flyers saying, we stand with Palestine. In fact, the Black Lives Matter uh, chapter, I guess is a chapter, in, in Chicago put out a we stand with Palestine, Palestine uh, flyer that had a paraglider with a, a, a Palestinian flag flying from it saying we stand with Palestine. And we all know that they use these paragliders to go in to that music festival and kill innocent people who were at a peace rally. But Black Lives Matter stands with that. In fact, one professor at Harvard stands with Palestine. The Harvard Student Union stands with Palestine. A lot of members in Hollywood stand with Palestine. And then we find out exactly what Hamas did. In Israel. It's hard to even explain exactly just the mass casualties that happened right here. In fact, the Israeli military says they still don't have a clear number, but I'm talking to some of the soldiers and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities, uh, babies, their heads cut off. That's what they said. Gunned down, families completely gunned down in their beds. You can see some of these soldiers right now comforting each other. Many of them reserves uh, who jumped into action, leaving their own families behind as well, not knowing the sheer horror that they were about to come to. They say they've never experienced anything like this. This is nothing that anyone could have even imagined. So are you absolutely sure these are the people that you want to stand with? Are you absolutely positive that these people who would go in and behead children and infants, are you sure they're the ones that you want to stand with? Are you positive about that? Just go ahead and let us know because we would really like to know who we're dealing with here. If you've got a group of people who would, who would, who would decapitate an infant, let us know if that's okay with you. Because, again, I would really like to know who the hell I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Just raise your hands. Get a tattoo. Something. Let us know. But it's more than that. It's more. It's just, it's for some reason this unbelievable white-hot hatred for Israel. Anti-Semitism is a big thing these days. Oh, nobody likes to talk about it. Nobody likes to say anything about it. The liberals especially don't like to talk about it. But what we're finding out right now is just like the average white American liberal is the most racist person on the planet, we are now finding out that the white American liberal, no, we'll even, we'll even exclude race here, the liberal folks in this country are the most anti-Semitic group of individuals you will ever meet. Sometimes when I'm out playing golf and I'm having a bad round, I start to get a little upset. I always try to remember one thing 
And I try to tell to my, uh, remind myself that these are the good days. These are the good days. One day, I will look back at even my bad rounds of golf, and I will think, man, I wish I could do that again. I wish I could do that again. I wish I could go out there with that group of guys that I play with and tee it up just one more time, even if I play lousy. I wish I could do it again. I know that day is coming. So that just kind of reminds me, it kind of keeps me centered and focused that while I'm out there playing golf, even if I'm playing badly, these are the good days. Right now, these might be the good days here in the United States. We might be having worse days very soon. We might be having days that pale in comparison with, uh, or, or rather make, make 9-11 pale in comparison with the days that are to come. That could well happen. The um, internal Border Patrol data has confirmed that thousands, thousands of special interest aliens from mostly Middle Eastern countries have been apprehended by Border Patrol while, while crossing into the U.S. illegally over the past two years. You want to know how many? Want to know how many? How many people that were here that are considered special interest aliens from the Middle East? Syria, 538. Yemen, 139. Iran, 600. And 59. Iraq, 123. Afghanistan, 6,386. Lebanon, 164. Egypt, 3,153. Pakistan, 1,613. Mauritania, 15,594. Uzbekistan, 13,000. 624, and Turkey, 30,830. That was between October the 1st of 2021 and October the 4th of 2023. That amount of people has entered into our country, and they are considered special interest aliens, not even to mention the over 360 Afghanis that the Biden administration brought in after we botched the withdrawal from Afghanistan and these folks got on a C-130 and came back to the United States without ever being vetted. Where are they? I don't know. You think they know? Probably not. So what's it going to take? What's it going to take? And I think I told you uh, just a uh, podcast ago that we have had 30,000 pounds 30,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate went missing back in uh, May of this year. An entire boxcar load of ammonium nitrate went missing. I do think that right now we are living in the good times. As bad as things are under Joe Biden, as bad as, 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 as what is going on uh, around the globe, as bad as all the BS that is happening... We're going to look back on this month, on October, certainly September and October, and we're going to go, man, I wish we could go back to then. 
we're certainly going to be looking back and go, man, I wish we could go back to the Trump administration when the world had peace because we had a strong leader in the White House. Now, was there chaos during the Trump administration? Of course there was. But that was that was man-made chaos. That was planned chaos by the Democrats to bring up the whole Russia, Russia, Russia BS. But if you take that out of the equation, literally think about this for a moment. If you think about it and you take the, 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 the Democrats, Russia, 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 all of their BS out of the equation, what did you have? You had peace. You had prosperity. You had, for the most part, harmony. You had countries getting along. You had agreements being made, negotiations and deals being adhered to. And Joe Biden gets in office and all hell breaks loose. Look at what? Look, look at the Abraham Accords under Donald Trump. Look at Donald Trump going into North Korea, crossing the de demilitarized zone. First president ever to do that. And they were saying, oh, no, Kim Jong-un is going to be firing nuclear missiles uh, in, in Guam if, if Trump gets, gets president. But, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Now we're sitting here on the verge of every nation in this world going to war. World War III. We've got Russia. We've got Ukraine. We've got Israel. We've got probably going to have Iran pretty soon. We've got Turkey making noise, wondering why we're sending our ships over to Israel. Wonder whose side they are. Oh, they're on. Oh, my goodness. I thought they were one of our NATO allies. And they're criticizing us for sending aircraft carriers over to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So now you've got North Korea looking at invading South Korea. You've got China looking at invading Taiwan. It feels like we are a giant can of Coca-Cola and somebody is shaking the hell out of us and we're just about to blow. Because there is no stability. There's no stability. There's no stabilizing factor on this planet. There's no leader. Macron? You think Macron's stabilizing? No. How about Trudeau? Of course not. None of these people on the global stage are actual stabilizing individuals. Certainly not Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the biggest shakeup of all. Donald Trump, for all of the, uh, and I love what Britt Hume uh, had to say today, uh, uh, despite what you might think about Donald Trump, uh, his policies are certainly preferable uh, to what we have. Despite what, uh, blow it out your ass, Britt. Good gracious. You didn't have to put that in there. You didn't have to put your editorializing. You could have just said Donald Trump's policies are a boatload better than the policies that we have under the Biden administration. And you would have had the same sentence without the dig at Trump. But see, it's even people like Brit Hume who always want to dig at Trump and want to cause that division and want to cause that instability and want to cause all the craziness that's going on in this world right now. If they just took Trump at what he looked at, looked at what he did for this country and for this planet. Maybe when they take off the partisan glasses, they will understand that he was a stabilizing influence. When he said he was a stable genius. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. That's what he was.
we've got a an unstable psychopath in Washington right now. And he's followed by a bunch of unstable psychopaths right behind him. And what happens when you have an unstable psychopath in the White House? You get crap like happened in Israel. You get crap like happening in, in Ukraine and Russia. You're going to get crap like is happening in North Korea and China. Because nobody fears that man. They're laughing at him. And ultimately, they're laughing at us. Unfortunately, I think it's going to come to a day that we're not going to have a whole lot to laugh about. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.